Hello, everyone. This is Tommy at World of War Comics. Thank you for joining us today. We have an amazing episode. But before we get into that, if you could please give us a like and subscribe, that would be amazing. Now, our next guest is going to be Matthew Schofield. He is an artist. He's a creator. He's been doing it for a long time, since the mid-90s. He worked on amazing projects like Cats Don't Dance, um, The Prince of Egypt, Iron Giant for both WB and DreamsWorks. Um, and for the last 23 years, he has worked on The Simpsons. He is the current director of Storyboards. So every time you watch a Simpsons episode, you can think of Matthew. Um, one of the most amazing things that we had in our conversation was his love and passion for comic books and uh, how he created his own comic book called Steamroller Man, which you could read issue one on Global Comics. But without further ado, here's our interview with uh, Matt Schofield. Thanks, everyone. Talk soon. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to World at War Comics. Today we have Matthew Schofield visiting us. Matthew, how are you? I'm great, Thomas. How are you? I'm doing great. It's such a pleasure to have you. Um, I think uh, we're both SoCal guys, so I know we were just having a conversation about weather. We made it through. Uh, I don't know if you would go as far as Armageddon, but in SoCal, that's pretty rough to get that much weather, um, that much rain. We're not built for it. But I thought maybe we'd just jump right in. And I, I'd like to kind of start from at least what I found to be the beginning. But if you have something that you want to jump in and and let us know how you got to start, that would be great. But what I found as one of your first projects was uh, Cats Don't Dance. Um, yeah. I don't know if that was one of the first projects that, projects that you worked on. Uh, yeah, it was the first thing I worked on in the States. Like I'm okay. originally from Australia and, and I got offered a job uh, as an in-betweener on Cats Don't Dance. And it was always, I had worked, I had only worked for um, like about a year in the Australian animation industry before oh. I got the chance to come over here. And growing up as a kid watching animated films, it was always my dream, you know, to yeah. to work on the on the the real deal yeah. um and so yeah in the 90s when that sort of animation boom was happening and yeah. warner brothers was starting their own animated uh, animation studio and fox was and dreamworks yeah. started uh that's when i got in uh as an in-betweener on cats don't dance at turner feature yeah that's awesome so I've lived here ever since <laughs> that's great well what did you do uh, on that film in particular I was an in-betweener. So that's like the entry level position. Okay. This is back in the days of hand-drawn animation. Yeah. Um, so what I did was the way I'll just to quickly explain how sure. 2D animation used to work. You would have uh, two drawings. One was like, say a character's throwing a ball. So you'd have a drawing back here of before they throw and you'd have a drawing here after they've thrown the ball. So those two drawings would be called extreme drawings or key drawings. And uh, the in-betweener would do the drawings in between those two to make it seem like a, a fluid movement. Because yeah. otherwise, if you've just got two poses, yeah. it's going to pop from here and then suddenly it's over here. But you need poses here, 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 here. You know, so yeah. as an in-betweener... Um, the people who do the cleanup animation in between is a part of the cleanup department and they're actually doing the bulk of the drawing on any hand-drawn animated film. Wow. Um, and that was sort of the way that everybody kind of got in in those days was 
as an in-betweener. Um, and that's how I got in. So that's, yeah, that's, that's what awesome. I did on that film. <laughs> that's great. And well, then you jump right. I think it was 98. We jumped right into Prince of Egypt, which is probably yeah. your first work that I really watched because me and a lot of my friends um, watched uh, that movie. That was a great one. So were you yeah. an in-betweener for that one too? or? Yeah, I was also uh -huh. an in-betweener on that one. And yeah. that was a, that was an amazing experience. Um, I was actually working for Warner Brothers uh, and they loaned out some of their staff, some of their artists okay. to DreamWorks to try and uh, help them meet the, the deadline crunch oh, to get okay. the film finished on time. So I was mm -hmm. one of those artists and... Uh, when I first got there, they did a crew screening of like a rough cut of the film. Oh. So some of the scenes were fully animated in color and then other scenes were not colored yet, but had the clean line and then others were rough animation and then mm. others were just storyboard panels that oh. were just sort of placeholders. Mm -hmm. But even at that point, there was a... Um, a feeling after the screening uh even though the film wasn't even finished everybody was just like whoa yeah. this film was amazing like it was so mm -hmm. i don't know it's just something about it then yeah. everybody coming out of that screening was like oh my god we're working on something really amazing here yeah. and uh so yeah i'm really proud that i got to work on that and have that on my resume it, it turned out this wonderfully i think so. i think it's an I iconic animated uh movie I, I grew up in san Bernardino, and one of my best friends was from pakistan and i grew up christian and he obviously grew up muslim but we both went together both to watch this and we were equally moved by it and it was just i don't know i just i had that memory of having my best friend there who we are on opposite ends of the earth religious but we were best friends i mean i just love the guy and we were able to see this movie and, and and watch it together, right? Because this is one thing that we could come together and agree upon. And it was just, I don't know, just I get wow. the the feelings up my back every time I think that's about fantastic. it. But uh, it was wow. awesome. That's why that movie, when I saw that you worked on that, I was like, oh, wow, that's that's a movie that I, I really love. Well, thanks for sharing that story. I love that. That's I mean, that's kind of what animation is all about. And uh, anyone yeah. working in animation wants their drawings to make people feel something you know yeah so that that thanks thanks for yeah. sharing that yeah absolutely yeah, his name's fahim so hopefully fahim hears this um so then after that we jump right into iron giant which was also yeah. a really big hit so yeah. what was happening on iron giant so iron giant was uh you know as you know directed by brad bird and yeah. it was his first feature film um my memory of working on that film was that he was incredibly passionate and uh, driven and knew exactly what he wanted from every frame of film. I would, <laughs> you know, we would be in meetings where he's reviewing the cleanup because I was still doing cleanup. You know, I worked in cleanup uh, assistant animation uh, on all the films that I worked on. Mm -hmm. And um, he would, be able to just watch the dailies and see a scene once and just be like, wait, freeze it. Okay. Wind back three frames. There's something's not working there. And he, he could just see it. And I was so new in my, you know, that was really early in my career. Mm -hmm. I was just like, how did he do that? That's amazing. <laughs> of course, now that I've 
you know, been around a while, yeah. I can kind of identify like, oh, there's something popping there and I would got to go back. And, but yeah, yeah. At, the, at the time I was sort of in awe of, of Brad Bird. Yeah. And uh, we sort of, that was another one where we knew what we were working on was going to be a special film. Mm -hmm. um, and we thought it was going to be a big hit. Yeah. But when it was re initially released in theaters, it was a box office bomb. Yeah. Um, Such a good movie, was, though. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It turned out great. Another one that I'm feel so lucky to have just been in the right place at the right time yeah um and just kind of you know because you kind of when you're that new uh to your career you just sort of take whatever's whatever job you can get you know yeah. I, I wasn't choosy i didn't know anything about the iron giant i was initially hired by warner brothers to work on quest for camelot mm. and that was sort of like that one we everybody was like this show this film's terrible <laughs> so but then it just happened that the next film that we were all kind of shifted onto was iron giant yeah which was the complete opposite and and it was night and day that was such a a great experience and i made friends on iron giant that i still am best friends with today i mm -hmm. met my wife there so oh wow you know so the the bonds that i formed with with my co-workers on Iron Giant yeah. have lasted however long it is now, 25 years later. Yeah. Wow. So, now does yeah. your wife do uh, the same type of work you do too then? Yeah. Yeah. She oh. does clean up uh, animation and uh, she's now, she's currently, you know, cause clean up animation on, on films sort of died out. So there's just yeah. little pockets here and there. Mm. Um, you know, she worked on Space Jam 2 Oh, she cool. worked on uh, Disenchanted, I think, was the sequel to the movie Enchanted. Yeah. That's on Disney Plus now. So there's things that come up every so often. Yeah. And she'll kind of get on that because there's still sort of like a network of mm -hmm. people in L.A. who still do it. And they yeah. all know each other. And so they'll mm -hmm. all call each other saying, hey, you should try and get on this because they need people. Yeah. Um, but usually she does um, uh, storyboard stuff on um tv show animated tv shows she's been doing that for years and yeah she's worked on a ton of different um shows uh, that's great too many i can't even remember all <laughs> so definitely thing. a family affair when it comes to family uh artwork affair, and yep. yeah that's yep. awesome that's awesome well then after iron giant i don't know what that gap was between that and the simpsons but it mm. seems like you've done a lot of work on the simpsons i have <laughs> yeah. So now you're the director and you do kind of manage the storyboards for the episodes, if I'm yeah. not correct, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I started on The Simpsons about three months after I finished on Iron Giant. Okay. Um, I knew uh, when Iron Giant was finishing up, we were already sort of hearing gossip that Warner Brothers animation was not going to promote Iron Giant okay um they had spent all the money on the will smith film wild wild west <laughs> they thought that was going to be their big hit yeah. and that turned out to be a box office bomb too yeah um at that point i started to feel like i needed to move out of animated feature film mm -hmm. and i wanted to try getting into tv yeah 
I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know any, the only, I only knew one person who worked in TV animation and he happened to be working on the Simpsons. Mm -hmm. um, and so I asked him, how do you get on the Simpsons? And he said, Oh, there's a, there's a, a test, a character mm -hmm. layout test. I'll get a copy of it for you and take a crack at it. So I, I got the test. I did my pass on the test. I showed it to my friend. He was like, Oh no, let me, let me give you some pointers. And so he coached me on, here's That's how cool. we draw, here's how we draw Homer. Here's how we draw yeah. Marge. Yeah. Um, so with his help, you know, I still did all the drawings for the test. <laughs> he didn't draw anything for me, but he showed right. me like, draw it like this. Don't draw Homer's eyes like this, you know, just yeah. little with those characters, they're deceptively simple looking, but there's yeah. all these tiny little yeah. tweaks that if yeah. they're not drawn just right, they look completely wrong. Yeah. It's not Marge anymore. If you just move something like no, exactly. slightly, right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny. You would think that they're simple looking characters, so they must be simple to draw, but there's just, yeah, it's just yeah. like, if something's like a quarter of an inch, uh, you know, even an eighth of an inch off, yeah. um, doesn't look right so right. so yeah i've been on this i started on the simpsons as a character layout artist and then uh i was eventually after i don't know four four or five years doing that i was promoted to assistant director and then i was an assistant director for four years i think and I, anyway i don't know the math but yeah yeah i've been yeah. on the been on the show for 23 seasons that's incredible um, just finishing up my 23rd season now wow um and uh i've been character layout i've basically done almost every <laughs> job on the show i've yeah. i've done some design i've done storyboards i've done animation timing i've been an assistant director i've been an episode director and for the last nine seasons i've been the supervising storyboard director on the mm -hmm. show which means I'm basically overseeing the storyboard crew, mm. which is about eight storyboard artists. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm just sort of overseeing their work, giving them advice, uh, giving them notes and uh, sort of doing quality control on the finished product of the, mm. of the storyboards of, of every episode. So yeah. um, we just, you may have seen in the news, we just got, greenlit for two more seasons yeah um so after the next two after the first two episodes of next season uh i will have done 200 episodes as wow. a supervising storyboard director so that's congrats a that's Thanks. a lot congrats yeah. that's incredible yeah. i mean the simpsons is about as iconic in american animation as almost anything so to be able to even participate in working on that it's got to be quite an oh, honor i mean it's oh, and it's also, isn't the longest running animated TV yeah. series ever as well, right? I, it's not only the longest running animated TV series. I think it's actually the longest <laughs> running TV series. Now. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's been on for so long. Years or 34 years. <laughs> yeah. um, and and what was the, yeah, what mean, was the night show that it started on as just small clips? I remember watching Tracy that with Allman show. Tracy Allman. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. I remember just, it was a quick episode of, Homer throwing a football to Bart and it gets stuck in his mouth and they're having Sunday yeah. and the that's all I remember as far as the start of it. And I, yeah. I think that's where it all began, right? That is where it all began. And, yeah. You know, here we are. <laughs> Incredible. 
Yeah, oh, it is. It's and you know, again, I feel so lucky to have wound up on The Simpsons. Yeah, and to have you know, because the first few years that I was there, you know, you have a hiatus every year after the yeah. season ends, and so they lay they lay you off for a couple of months, and then hopefully they bring you back. But when yeah. I first started, I didn't know whether I was going to be brought back. Um, yeah. So yeah, the first few seasons, I was nervous and was like, oh. Am I still going to have a job next season? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm so grateful that they've seen fit to bring me back every season and and to have risen up the ranks to now yeah. where I'm, you know, one of the supervisors on the show is is just like fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, such a blessing. Yeah, I don't think people realize that angst for artists that are in TV like that because there is that off call it off season, right? Where oh, yeah. you don't know what's going to, do I go look for something? And if I do, you know, will they call me back and will like create yeah. even more friction in the industry? And yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people, I don't think, I obviously don't have any understanding of that too. But when you said that, I was just thinking, wow, what a, a, a rough way um, to have a career, right? Until you're established. And, and obviously you're in a much different place today, but I think there's a lot uh, yeah. of artists that are still in that situation. Oh no, right? totally. I mean, it's, it's the norm for most, yeah artists in animation to because yeah. most animated shows will only go for maybe three seasons yeah. yeah and then you know you gotta get your portfolio together and look for another job that's sort of the yeah. the um the routine that my wife is in because she she works on a bunch of you know she's worked on a bunch of different shows so when each show comes to an end it's like well gotta get you portfolio yeah. together got to start calling around with your network to see yeah. like have you heard anything who's hiring that sort of thing so yeah. that's the reality for most people working in the animation industry it's yeah the simpsons is a complete outlier yeah in terms of just it's it's longevity and it's sort of staying power yeah, um, yeah. so you know i think everybody who works with me on the show is really grateful that it just keeps going and going yeah yeah that's awesome that's awesome now as far as the animation in the simpsons is it the way that you animate very similar to um cats don't dance prince of egypt so it's still that older style whereas a lot of the new ones are are more uh, graphic animated right yeah pretty much i mean we still do i mean we we work on computers now uh -huh. but we're still drawing it all by hand. It's just, right. we're using, you know, a Wacom Cintiq mm -hmm. um, to draw on using, uh, we use a software called Storyboard Pro to do the storyboards. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the animation is done in another uh, software called Toon Boom Harmony. But those software packages are designed to, sort of have the same feel as working on on paper you know try mm -hmm. and stimulate that um, yeah. we are still basically using the same principles that we mm. always have mm -hmm. even when we were on paper yeah um, so yeah we still do it the same way um, wow. a lot of a lot of you know uh newer shows uh use cg animation mm -hmm. or they use um sort of like uh rigged they call it rigged animation where it's almost like cut out animation oh, okay. um it still has that hand-drawn look but you're mm -hmm. actually using the computer to uh do those in-betweens um, oh, okay as i was talking about 
you know, before. Uh, but our show is still in between by real animators mm. in Korea. Yeah. Uh, the Simpsons, we do, we have animators over here in the States who do the key poses, mm -hmm. uh, but then those key poses are sent to Korea who do the the in-betweens. So oh wow. Still done in the in the basically in the traditional, traditionally uh 2D hand-drawn way. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it's I think it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I mean, let's jump into Steamroller Man. Um yes. before we do though, I mean, how how long have you been? I mean, what's your first comic book? Do you remember the first comic book you picked up? And and yeah. how are you like really into comics? And that's your kind of hobby on the side, but you've oh been doing God, animation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, I let's do it. Hugely into comics. Uh, <laughs> I my dad bought me my first comic book. Uh, he bought me two comics uh, when I was uh, five years old. Uh, walking, you know, we went to the little corner store. Um, and uh, he bought me uh, Nova number 24, the man oh, called Nova yeah. from Marvel. Marvel, yeah. And the other one was like a gold key uh, Mighty Mouse comic. Oh, okay. I don't know what number it was, but I remember <laughs> on the cover it was Mighty Mouse uh, in Egypt. There was a, um, a pyramid and like I think the Sphinx was a cat. You know, the Sphinx <laughs> had a cat head. That is cool. Yeah, so I got those two comics and yeah, kind of, at that time, um, the Batman 66 TV show was on TV yeah, reruns yeah. Uh, on TV in Australia every afternoon. So I watched that every afternoon. Yeah. And then Super Friends cartoon was on every Saturday morning. Yeah. And so I just loved, I don't know, something about yeah. superheroes. Yeah, I just yeah. fell in love with the whole concept of superheroes. Mm -hmm. And so um, around 1984, Five or 86 um a friend my best friend in high school i found out he he was collecting comics i hadn't been a collector of comics until i was about 13 okay um and at that point i started collecting comics this was around the time of um you know <laughs> i'd say x-men but x-men is still going so it's like, yeah. <laughs> Um, it was the it was the John Romita Jr. and Chris um, Claremont era of X Men. Yep. It was around the time of X Men 200 with the trial mm -hmm. of Magneto. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, then um, Justice League, the Keith Giffen, John uh, J M DeMatteis, and mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Maguire series. Yeah, came yeah. Out and that sort of made my head explode. <laughs> not only was Kevin Maguire's artwork, yeah. you know, just his artwork didn't look like anybody else yeah, at that yeah. time with those facial expressions. That was <laughs> such a huge influence on me. And also because mm. it was superheroes, but it was funny. Yeah. And yeah. so looking back, that's a huge influence for yeah. me doing Steamroller Man because mm. From that point on, like I've always loved superheroes mixed with comedy. Yeah. Um, around that time, I think a couple of years later, The Tick by Ben Edlin yeah. came out. Yeah. I was a huge fan yeah. of The Tick. Like I love The Tick. Um, so good. It's so and, good. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I've been collecting since back then. Yeah. I never stopped. I have 
long boxes galore in my garage. Um, I still have boxes back at my mom's place in Australia. (laughs) Do not touch those. Please leave them. (laughs) Every time I go back, like I bring a few more back with me. Yeah, Um, yeah. Last time I went back, I brought my collection of West Coast Avengers. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Anne Nascenti, John Romita Jr. Daredevil issues. Yeah. Um, Oh, man. So, yeah, I've been collecting that whole time. I kind of um, moved away from superheroes a little bit after the initial image boom in the 90s. Um, I I sort of, at that point, I was like, "Uh, this isn't really doing it for me anymore. Yeah. And I started to then discover more independent comics. So that Mm -hmm. was around the time that, uh eight ball by daniel Klaus was yeah. out and um love and rockets and uh uh hate uh by um peter bag and sin by jay stevens i collected all those yeah um so there was a few years there where i i wasn't buying any superhero stuff mm-hmm. at all no marvel no dc it wasn't until um i think the late 90s when Grant Morrison. Oh, I was getting um, Vertigo stuff, though. I oh, Vertigo Grant. was amazing. Yeah, Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol. Yes. Oh, my God. I <laughs> loved that comic so yeah. much. I yeah. loved that comic. Um, it wasn't until Grant Morrison started writing New X-Men mm. that that brought me back into superheroes. That's awesome. And so now, And then, once again, now I've been collecting superhero stuff since then so yeah, yeah that's I'm, so I'm pretty, cool pretty hardcore into, into yeah you are yes you are matthew yeah that's awesome man well let's jump into steamroller man because right. i really got a kick out of it I, again okay. chick was huge for me too i remember they had one season on fox mm-hmm. um a, a, like a, a live action season which oh, i thought yes. was amazing yeah. I, that was one of my favorite and i was devastated that it only lasted one season me and my mom used to sit and watch that and to this oh, day nice. Uh, I think it's on Tubi or something like that. You could watch it for free now. And so oh. I started watching them again. It's hard because you have to watch commercials too. I'm not used right. to that with Netflix and everything, but I got back into it and and my mom started watching them again. And then there was Earthworm Jim, which was like a Saturday oh, yeah. morning cartoon, which is very similar to The Tick, just over the top silly, yeah. um, but really good stories. The artwork was great. I just loved them. So when I read Steamroller, man, it kind of gave me that feeling again of that tick and that earthworm gym. Wow. Um, thanks. And, and I just loved it. I mean, oh, it's incredible. You, I know uh, Steve is walking down the street. He's not Steamroller, man, but he's walking down the street and he has his glasses on and then yeah. he takes them off. And wow. I just love everyone looking at him going, what? <laughs> that did nothing, man. You still look exactly the same. Yeah. You're a Steamroller, right? So yeah, yeah. just that slight like humor is just Oh, it's amazing. I loved it. So let's yeah. jump in. Like when did when did Steamroller become a reality? Uh well, um around 2016, I think I was having a conversation around the dinner table with my two sons who are now in their late teens, but back then they were much younger and um we were a fan we're a geeky family. Uh yeah, so love it. you know, my kids were saying like what would what what would be um a good superhero name and so you know they were they were coming up with names and then my youngest son said what about steamroller man 
and uh and something went off in my head <laughs> i was like oh yeah it would be a guy with a giant steamroller head and so i did um a sketch on mm-hmm. a napkin and i showed it to my son and i was like yeah it looked like this and my son didn't like the sketch <laughs> he was like no i don't no i didn't mean a guy with a big steamroller head <laughs> so i was like well this is my version of steamroller man and so yeah. that kind of sat in the back of my head uh for a couple of you know about a year um and uh i turned uh i think i turned 45 and i was just like um Times are wasting. You're not getting yeah. any younger. Your dream has always been to do do your own comic book. Yeah, it's now or never. You know, yeah. like what am I? Basically, not it's now or never. But I just thought, yeah. what am I waiting for? <laughs> and so I started after work. Um, I started drawing on paper and um, just on the kitchen ta- at the kitchen table every night after work after the kids went to bed, and um, and I didn't have any story in mind i was just trying to amuse myself and my kids and so that's when i did that first story that was originally drawn on paper oh, uh, wow. with just a you know a, a a pilot marker type pen and um i was you know the genesis of the idea was as you were just talking about was what is a guy with a giant head gonna do as a superhero and what what sort of funny situations would he get into so i started off by just going with like the the superhero tropes of oh what if there was a cat stuck in a tree yeah how would he deal with like the superhero identity of of i thought it was funny that you know clark kent just takes off his glasses and suddenly nobody recognizes him so i thought well the guy's got a giant steamroller here (laughs) It would be funny if, because he already looks like nobody around. Exactly. But he thinks like a pair of glasses is like, yeah, like yeah. Disguise. I mean, everyone's staring at him already, even before yeah. the glasses come yeah. off, right? Yeah. So it was though, I was just kind of trying to play with those kind of ideas. And yeah. As yeah. I went through, I was trying to just put a joke on every page. Mm. And then um, I was. I was doing that and then I kind of my initial intention was just to do a little Xeroxed mini comic kind of ash can. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, just Xerox down at the local, you know, Kinkos and um go maybe go to a comic convention and just try and sell those. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't sure like whether that was the way to go or whether um, I should put it on the web. And so I happened to go to San Diego Comic-Con that year. And I talked to a couple of comic creators who, you know, cause I was like, should I, should I sort of do it as a web comic or should I just mm-hmm. print it? And they all said like, do both, like yeah. why not do both, just yeah. get your stuff out there in whatever form you need to. Um, yeah. One person I talked to was Nyla Magruder, and um, she's done her own sort of web comic that turned into a print comic. Oh, really? And, and yeah, her advice was do both because the audience 
are not necessarily the same. Like That's the true. audience for a web comic is not yeah. necessarily going to cross over with print comics mm. and vice yeah. versa. There will Agreed. be some some people who will read both, but there's people who read web comics who wouldn't touch a print comic and yeah. and the other way around. Yeah. Um. So I was like, okay, so then maybe my plan will be start putting stories up on the web and eventually print some copies. Yeah. Um, so then um, the uh, comic artist John Boy Myers, uh, who has since become friends with my family and we've become friends with him and his wife. Um, mm -hmm. uh, he, he gave me advice of, cause I was like, I don't know anything about web design. I, I don't know how to set up a website. How would I even do that? Yeah. And he said, just put them on Facebook. Just, just set up a <laughs> Facebook page for the, for the comic. And so I was yeah. like, huh, I'm on Facebook. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> um, and so that's what I started doing. I didn't have a website or anything. I just set up a Steamroller Man Facebook page and I started putting pages up um, on there. Um, and that's still going. I still do that. I, po I post my mm -hmm. new pages to the Facebook page. Yep. Um, and uh, we just crossed uh, 700 followers on the Facebook page. Nice. So I was like, oh my God, 700 people. That's amazing. <laughs> it is like, amazing. I'm I'm so grateful for like every person who reads it and who yeah. has followed the Facebook page. Um, cause it really did start from just me doodling at my mm -hmm. kitchen table. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I kind of sort of figured out how to do a website. Not really. Like I still don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm terrible at WordPress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I have the comic on Global Comics, which yep. is a web hosting site, and I have it on Tapas, which is also another mm -hmm. web web comic hosting site. Um, and uh, yeah, just it's I'm torn between I just want to do my comic, and I'm sure you feel this as well as yeah. a, as a fellow creator is yeah. the modern sort of landscape for comics is like oh we got to set up a youtube channel and oh you got to do a tiktok channel and i'm like <laughs> i don't if i wanted to do a youtube channel i'd be on youtube <laughs> like i just want to draw my yeah. comic. that's all yeah. i want to do but unfortunately like the reality is yeah. to get the word out you kind of have to you do broaden your reach as you do as you do and yeah. um yeah. So, you know, I'm still muddling my way through all that stuff. I only <laughs> just set up a mailing list landing page like this morning. Um, <laughs> nice. So, you know, yeah. that was something that I procrastinated on. Yeah. I've been also recently thinking about doing Kickstarter. You yeah. Know, for mm -hmm. to fund like printing the first issue, which, sure. you know, you're, you're, kickstarter launched recently i saw as well so yeah yeah um, it's expensive it's not cheap and uh you right. know i I've, like you right i've done a lot on my own um i actually built a website which will hopefully be up and running on monday i just paid a third party to do it so um you know like you the older i get this has always been a passion i want to put that that creativity on paper and you know hopefully people enjoy it um but it isn't cheap right and so you know, the Kickstarters are amazing because it does help a lot of creators and artists to get their stuff out there and, and make it a reality. So 
I, I agree. I, I think you got to do that, Matthew. And I, I think once people read it and dig in, I think they're going to really like it. Okay. Um, and that exposure will be awesome because I, I think we need a, a little bit more of the, the comedic side of comics. We have a lot of real serious stories, which I love. I mean, Image, Boom, Dark Horse. There's so many great brands out there that are producing creator-owned um, projects that are just, the stories are incredible, right? Mm -hmm. um, but they do touch like chords of emotion and, uh, and uh, shock. And there's a lot of really good horror out there. But I, it's really hard to even name a couple comics that have that comedic side to it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I interviewed Lee Newman, who has uh, Sison, which is a, another great uh, comic oh, book that's, that's comedic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then just recently, Dark Horse has a comic called White Savior. Um, and I bought it because the cover was incredible. It shows this, this uh, you know, this fierce guy and he's running and arrows are going into him. I'm like, oh, this looks really cool. I get home. Nothing like that at all. It's oh, really? And it's a comedy. It's it's hilarious. You got to oh, check it out. So, okay. but uh, there's not that much out there. And when I read Steamroller, man, I just got super excited about it. So I think we need wow. more of that. And uh, hopefully you'll get it into print form because uh, I'm one of those people that I'll go, I'll read it on global comics, but I want a physical copy to put in my collection. So I'm just waiting for right. you to get that done, Matthew, so I can put that in my collection. Well, it is. This year was like, that's another thing. Like everything seems to move when you have, and you would know this too, I'm sure. <laughs> when you have a full-time job yes, and you got a family as well, you know, you got responsibilities. Yeah. You're only working on your comic in your spare time. Exactly. And then you've got to split that spare time between yeah. the actual production of the comic and yeah. all the peripheral stuff. Yeah. So that's why it's taken me this long to yeah. you know it takes me so long to do all the web stuff and yeah. all that um i had planned to do i've been sort of mulling over the idea of doing a kickstarter for like two and a half years <laughs> but it's only like it was new year's eve this past new year's eve where i'm like I just got to do it. I just, just got to buckle do down. 2023 <laughs> is the year that Steamroller Man will be in print yes. by hook or by crook. So <laughs> that's why, you know, it's the beginning of February and I actually did spend every spare moment of January like, okay, how do I do mm -hmm. a mailing list? Yeah. I don't know if you listen to the um, Tyler James's comics launch uh, podcast where he talks <sighs> about kickstarter for comics yeah. and stuff like that and one thing he's always saying is like you got to have a mailing list got to have a mailing yeah. list and i'm like but why why do i need a mailing <laughs> list can i just do it with my facebook <laughs> um but yeah i'm just going with his wisdom and yeah. uh you know he's i was like all right set up a mailing list um and every every time i do one of these things i'm like i don't know whether anyone's even going to sign up <laughs> but uh, I'll put it out there. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I'm setting up a mailing list in anticipation of mm -hmm. getting after that's set up and is kind of going, then I'm going to start working on my Kickstarter kind of plan of like, yeah. what are the rewards? What is this? What is that? Mm -hmm. Et cetera. Um, so it's an, yeah. it's another whole realm that, yeah. I have to really delve into and start researching and stuff yeah. um, and not just sort of thinking, oh yeah, I'll, I'll do that. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, you know, I'm still working daily on pages for Steamroller Man. That's great. Um, the, the, the story, the first story about the cat stuck in the tree, that was only a 12-page story. And then I started yeah. the story that I'm currently literally in the middle of it's at the midpoint of the story now um mm. and uh that sort of expanded in, yeah that was initially i only thought oh yeah that'll that'll be like a 22 page single issue yeah but i was kind of still which was sort of a mistake i was still making it up as i went along like i didn't have any of the story beats kind of worked out <laughs> i was still sort of being like, oh, it'll start with this guy called Sugar Daddy. Yeah. And uh, he's like an evil Willy Wonka type, but he has the power of, of candy mancy. He can yeah. do magical things with candy. And yeah. he's in he's uh baking this giant gingerbread golem who yeah. is gonna do his bidding. And it was all just like, you know, I was kind of doing it like lost, where yeah. like, well, this is interesting, but I don't know where this is gonna go. <laughs> um so but then at a certain point, like when I got to the um, end, like 20, about 22 pages, uh -huh. I was like, well, this was where I thought the story was going to end, but I'm nowhere <laughs> near the ending. And if yeah. I'm ever going to print this, I got to figure out like, what's yeah. the end point? How many pages is this thing actually going to be? And so at that point, yeah. it wasn't until the end of the first, like, 22 pages that i was uh -huh. like okay okay hang on <laughs> what what is the goal here where what does the villain want to accomplish what what's going to happen but <laughs> the cool thing about um doing it as a web comic and putting yeah. pages up as i go is i still have the freedom to make yeah. left turns and right turns in the story yeah um so you know in issue two they meet these fellow superheroes called night night and his sidekick sleep type and they're sort of a batman and robin analog type yeah. characters but they're Love all sleep themed they wear like basically you know the um jumpsuit onesie type pajamas <laughs> and have blankets with capes um <laughs> i can't and, wait uh, to see that that's awesome i they was they were just um i just threw them in yeah as like oh uh, i'm i'm because i was getting bored with drawing the 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 story as i had initially mm. thought of it and i was like so i gotta i gotta have something else happen here and yeah so i was like oh i know i've got this idea for these other characters i'll just throw them in here yeah um so that's what i've started doing is i i got you know i'm sure you have the same as like you know some kind of notebook or, or file yeah. i've got like a file of like yeah. all these character ideas yeah and you, you get to a point that you realize man comics is such a slow way to tell a story it is it takes yeah. so long to get a comic made yeah that i just started thinking i gotta start bringing some of these other characters yeah <laughs> man or they're never gonna see the light of day yeah so yeah, yeah that's what i've done with some of the other characters and i'll continue to try and find ways to sort mm -hmm. of just throw characters in um, when there's an opportunity in the main story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've started my third issue uh, is about ten pages in. Nice. Uh, that's up on all my all my links. Um, mm -hmm. 
and uh yeah still going strong um i started off with a with the posting schedule of like one page a week and that was just yeah. too hard to keep up with since yeah. i'm doing everything myself um, yeah, i think so that's I the difference right is most comic creators right you have your penciler your inker your colorist you have your like all these things and you're doing it all your own it's it's almost impossible to pump out like an issue a month when you're doing that. And I, I'm not an artist, by the way, Matthew. Right. I'm I'm just the writer. And then I've hired oh, okay. an artist to help me because I don't have your skill set. You're doing it, you're doing it the smart way. Well hire people to, to spread the labor. <laughs> well, my wife will tell you she's over it already. She's like, This is the most expensive pet project <laughs> we've ever done. I said, please just hang with me through the first issue and we'll we'll get through it, I promise. Right. So, but yeah, I, I have a great yeah. artist named Willie Fisk. And he, he like you though, he does everything. So it's very time consuming. Um, but he's amazing, right? So I just got to be patient and let him do his thing. I don't want to put too much pressure on him. When it comes out, it yeah. comes out. We do have a goal at the end of March, but I, I feel you. I mean, you're doing it all, the story and all the artwork, the coloring, all that good stuff. That's a lot. Yep. That is a lot. Um, you're you're yeah. going against teams of people that pump out an issue a month. Yeah, that's uh, not a fair it's assessment on yourself for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I... I long since abandoned the idea that I, I was going to be able to produce an issue a month. Like it's yeah. just not, not going to happen. Like, cause I'm only working like maybe an hour and a half, maybe two hours if I'm lucky yeah. every day on the yeah. comic and you mm -hmm. just can't, you know, so my pages take about 10 to 12 hours to just complete one page so yeah. I can get, maybe one page every two weeks if i'm lucky um but yeah. you know i was gonna say like i abandoned the regular posting schedule and yeah. i just post whenever this you know as soon as the page is done i just put it up yeah. uh and and i just hit social media and hit the facebook page to just yeah. let people know hey there's a new page up check it out on these platforms and um hopefully people have the patience to just stick with me yeah. um i do have you know some readers who will wait until the you know i say and that's the end of issue three yeah and then they go back and they read it all as one issue yeah uh, which i totally get like my guilty secret is even though i'm publishing a web comic i don't read that many web comics myself yeah, yeah. um because i don't really like the that sort of format of mm -hmm. just reading a page a week which is exactly <laughs> what i'm doing so like i don't blame anybody for waiting yeah i'm the yeah. same yeah um but i'm yeah. grateful that there are enough people who uh who do want to read you know yeah. the pages when they're done um i'm also on the you know there's a great website called comic fury uh mm. which is another comic web hosting that's kind of old school it's got like a a nice community got mm -hmm. a forum sort of message board thing and yeah. i have quite a few subscribers on there and i really love the the community on the, on that site too mm -hmm. um so yeah um yeah you know it's it's fun it's still fun i'm i'm grateful that i'm still enjoying it being that it it is as i said it, it takes a long time yeah. to kind of get anything accomplished so i'm i'm glad that I have sort of worked it into my daily 
yeah. uh, routine and, mm-hmm. and working on the comic every day has become like part of my habit. Like I work, I work on it now before work, as soon as I get up, before I do anything else, I'm working on steamroller man every wow. day. So uh, I actually find that's a great way to start the day, especially mm-hmm. in my job when, you know, I spend eight hours or more drawing Matt Groening's characters. Yeah. It's nice to start my day drawing my character yeah. <laughs> so that I can sure. kind of be like, well, all right. Yeah. I, I did my thing and now I'm, you know, it just gives you that sense of uh, satisfaction, I guess. Yeah. So, that's a, that's a lot of art per day for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I never it's, thought about it, but yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Well, Matthew, um, where can people find you? I know you mentioned uh, Facebook. Uh, what could they look up so that way they could reach out and, and make sure that they're ready for those pages and all the that best, good stuff? The best way is I have a link tree. Oh, so perfect. Link tree slash steamroller man. And that's all, <laughs> all right. one word, steamroller yeah. man, all one word. Um, that has my links to the Facebook page, to perfect. my mailing list, to the three you know, Comic Fury, Global Comics, and Tapas, so you can choose where you want to read it. Um, It's also got links to my Instagram. I have a personal Instagram account and a Steamroller Man Instagram, so Mm -hmm. follow me there. Um, I'm on Twitter. Um, And, yeah, so Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And then um, I also just joined Mastodon after that whole Twitter thing started happening. Uh, so I'm also on Mastodon at okay. steamrollerman at socell.net um, if you want to find me there. Uh, so come, I'm all I'm all over the place, but <laughs> the, the best place is Linktree okay. slash steamrollerman, and you'll find all my links there. So, yeah. That's awesome, Matthew. Well, Matthew, really appreciate uh, meeting you. Really appreciate you spending some time to share your history and all the great things that you've done in your past leading up to Steamroller Man. And, uh, I will be one of your first on Kickstarter as soon as that's up and running. I can't wait to hold Steamroller Man in my hand. And I do want a signed copy from you when it does come out because I have a wall over here of folks that have joined me on my little YouTube page. And uh, all of them have uh, given me a, an issue one. I buy the issue one, oh, okay. sign it and send it back to me. So that way I can show in my office everyone that's been on the show. So. I will absolutely do that. That gives me more incentive to actually get go, it done man. by the end of the year, like I said I was going to. Yeah. Thanks, Thomas. Yeah. Like, Tommy needs his comic on the wall. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So thanks, Thomas, for having me on on the uh, show. Uh, it was great to meet you, yeah. um, even over Zoom, yeah. uh, which is what everybody's doing these days. But, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So great to meet you, and and good luck with your with your Kingsville Kickstarter as well. Um, I appreciate it. I hope that goes well and and is a big success. Well, thank you so much, Matthew. You have a a great weekend and uh, I'm sure that I will be talking to you soon on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. I'll (laughs) see you there. (laughs) Sounds good, Matthew. Thank you. All right, cool. Thanks, (laughs) Tom. You bet. 